This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. And it's time for Trending Today, where people are calling out the use of a traditional orang asli ceremonial object in a fashion show. So this um, actually happened over the weekend. Um, Visual artist and activist Shak Koyok essentially um, posted on his social media um, a picture from the uh, CIMB Arttober showcase, which has been happening um, over the weekend. Um, And... Uh, it's a it's a particular fashion show by a designer called Anwar Faisal, who has used the uh, ceremonial Ma Mary uh, headgear, or if I may call it masks, I think, um, as part of a fashion show, as part of uh, a design. And so Shark's post says, the darker side of fashion, they think they can exploit the indigenous ceremonial object as just another costume for fashion. This is not acceptable. And this has then sparked off um, a lot of responses and conversations around what this means when you want to create something or design something, but you use elements from other communities or cultures. So, you know, Shamila, I think there is, and we all recognize, uh, kind of well-developed discourse around the idea of cultural appropriation. Mm. And I think that's this is where this conversation in some ways sits firmly, right? The concerns uh, that, have, uh, that are outlined when we're talking about cultural appropriation, the need for sensitivity, the question of power dynamics or asymmetries are all part of, I think, a legitimate concern about cultural appropriation or practices that look like cultural appropriation. But I also think, um, you know, um, that we have to be a little bit um, cautious uh, when talking about culture as if they were all locked into communities with defined borders and that the communities that are associated with them have kind of proprietary rights over those objects and cultures, right? That somehow uh, only they can commodify it in particular ways, only they can exoticize it in particular ways and that nobody else. The question is, who's in and out of this? Uh, And I think culture is a lot more complex than that. It is a complicated conversation. And I will say that even my opinion on this notion of cultural appropriation has evolved, has continued to evolve. Um, But I do think that part of this for me at least, in this conversation comes from the fact that we are talking about a community, in this case, uh, the Ma Mary, uh, in a larger sense, uh, the indigenous community, Orang Asli here in the peninsula. Um, and, and they are historically a community that have not been given as much of a space to express themselves, um, you know, on our public forum or on or in art or in media, for instance, right? And when a designer chooses to use elements, and in this case, as Shark has pointed out, something that is sacred to the community um, in a particular way, perhaps there could have been more sensitivity or even engagement. I'm not sure whether there were attempts made to um, include the community in this process. Um, you know, so far there hasn't been any statement put out by the designer. But I do think that some amount of um, thought should be put into this, especially when you're not from that community yourself. Yeah, but, you know, you know, the... I wonder if you consider that, you know, artists, um, you know, whether they're in design or they're fine art, look around the world and they see so much. And they, they're they always in an, somehow in an act of appropriation, whether it's somebody, as it were, somebody else's culture or objects or things that come from, you know, different segments of life, uh, you know, different experiences. Writers like yourself, Shamila, you're always borrowing and appropriating. 
appropriating stories from other people, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's true. But I also think that I would like to think that I. I often put thought into what I'm doing um, and I often try and make sure that when I am writing about something that's not my own um, experience or culture, that I at least put in some amount of legwork or um, effort to make sure that I'm representing it correctly. And then, of course, there's an additional layer when we're talking about something that might have specific um I don't know, significance, right, to a culture. Now, if we look at the tweets, for instance, uh, we have Azad saying, horribly distasteful if done without the assent of the Mahmeri community. To those who are not aware, they are the indigenous people that are mainly settled around Pulau Keri, Kuala Langat. There's a cultural village in Pulau Keri as well. Um, Amar, meanwhile, says, definitely not acceptable, not respectful of the beliefs of uh, one of the original people um, of our lands. Um, Saiful, echoing your point, Sharad saying, isn't this cultural appropriation? And just to close off, B. Balan says, Orang Asli cultures are not your aesthetics. Did they hire any Mahmeri consultants for this? Is this collection positively contributing to the culture it's using? Or did they Chinchai use sacred cultural objects because they think it looks cool? Yeah, so this is, uh, I think B. Balan ends on an interesting note about the question of whether the aesthetics of the Ma Mary mm. people are so cool that other people want to participate in it, right? And so when you think of uh, any number of Malaysian, you know, peninsula-based cultures where there's a lot of hybridity, right? So if you think of Peranakan and, you know, culture, right? It, it's a hybrid culture that was borrowing, right? At what point in our history did we need to hire consultants to borrow? So if the Chinese, uh, you know, located in Malacca in the 15th century. What what are the issues around sensitivity? And look, I I didn't see this, so I can't tell. But just from the images I've seen, Sharma, it doesn't look like they were used in a disrespectful way. I'm not saying that the cultural appropriation argument is not valid. All I'm saying is that perhaps when we look uh, at it uh, from a different lens, what we see is one the charisma of the Mamari culture and aesthetics that has now you know impressed itself upon the the designer. Whether he used it in a disrespectful way or respectful but shallow way or kind of turn it into a form of kitsch. I mean, all these are, I think, valid conversation points, but I don't think what I, I wouldn't be as outraged, but perhaps because I'm not from that culture. Yes, so I would come at it from almost the the, the same coin but the other side, which is it's actually great that this designer wanted to do something inspired by our Indigenous communities. But I'm curious about whether that was done meaningfully. Or did you just take something that you thought looked cool without even thinking about what the larger significance of this might be? Or even, for instance, talking to people from that community, right? Um, I just wanted to close off, at least on this side of things, uh, by saying that on this topic of cultural appropriation, especially in a local context, um, I did read an article by Kevin Bathman in the Penang Art District, um, which I think talks about what it means um, in a Malaysian context to at least think about cultural appropriation slash appreciation. Um, and that's quite a helpful lens through which to look at this. Um, but I also read... Uh, uh, you also have a recommendation. Have, I, you know, like you, I like to read <laughs> occasionally. And uh, if this is 
if one good thing comes out, you know, Shak Koyo alerting us to the problems that might be attended in this particular exhibition is that we get to know the Mameri people better. And Makaranga, which is a website devoted to kind of environmental and ecological issues, has pointed to, it has an essay actually on the uh, the kind of knowledge systems of the Mameri people, what it has to do with coastal management and fisheries. Now, it sounds like a huge leap from their aesthetics, but I think in very small communities, their ecological sense and their aesthetic sense are deeply bound. So it might be worth an opportunity, it might be an opportunity to deep uh, dive deeper into Mameri culture. Which is exactly what we're talking about, to be honest. Um, but let us know, is there a right way to take inspiration from a different culture? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Bigotry Free Malaysia, BFM 89.9. It is 5.55. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on Trending Today, we've been talking about uh, when or how it's okay to take inspiration from a different culture because of a fashion show that took place over the weekend where a designer uh, essentially used sacred ceremonial objects from the Mahmeri indigenous community, um, which got called out on social media. So, We've been asking you, is there a right way to take inspiration from different cultures? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. We do have a voice note that's come in on this. This is from Roberto. Okay, I have the same idea and concepts as Sherrod put it. Yes, it could be constructed as cultural appropriation. But at the same time, uh, I don't believe that a particular group has their own rights to do it. What I do believe, and that's in line with what Sharmila was mentioning, is that if anybody is taking advantage or using that particular image or cultural representation, it should be given back to that community a portion of what the profits or revenues or uh, benefits that that particular creator got out of that cultural uh, image, uh, concept, uh, in this case, mask, or whatever it was used. Uh, it happens around the world, uh, but usually those communities are the less privileged and are the ones who are most taken advantage of without having any benefit. I believe that it can be and it should be used but giving back to the culture or community that belongs or created originally those uh, concepts. Roberto, thank you for that. Actually, um, Roberto, you pointed out an important aspect of this um, this conversation, which is the profiting, right? Because um, cultural appropriation while the conversation now has become sort of this huge, complex thing, it has its roots in communities that were traditionally less able to access means of um, commerce, basically, um, saying, hey, look, this is our art or our culture. I'm not able to make a profit off of it, but you are because you exist in the majority or you have more access. And that's actually an important part of the conversation. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you find this everywhere. I remember watching what I thought was a brilliant episode of Chef's Table. And then uh, after watching it and learning how the, you know, the stories of an indigenous people of, uh, of the Amazon were being used by this particular chef uh, and with a kind of arrogance. Right. So uh, and I think it's for me that I don't know if there's a way of making sure that they get money from or profits. But it is an con- uh, issue for concern. Well, actually, um, we are running out of time, but a quick message that has just come through from Aif, who's saying, um, if you see, uh, if you if people who are commenting didn't consider the fact that there was a Mahmeri model who was part of the show, and if you saw the video, um, you'd see the beauty of what the designer was trying to portray. For those who are criticizing, um, they are just keyboard warriors who haven't, observed enough of what actually happened. So, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, But do keep your thoughts coming. After the 6 o'clock news on Inside Story, we're going to be talking about um, a call for for an independent political party to represent Indians. So we want to hear from you. Is that something you think we need? Keep your thoughts coming and keep it here. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.